literally no one not a single soul <laughs> the idiot brewery podcast 18 planes <laughs> hey everyone it's not a safe trap welcome back to the idiot brewery podcast no, whoa, 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 i'm joined no. by two of my normal co-hosts i've got not nextdoor lolly i've got the girl in oh, he's gone he's dead ashes he's of an empire in here nextdoor um, lolly is gone he, uh, <laughs> actually we do we do have something to talk about um because since our most recent episode a single card has been banned in modern, and guess who's happy? Everybody. <laughs> Nobody wanted Bridge from Below to be. To be. It's not it like as memeable as KCI, though. You're right. Yeah. It's not. We, we didn't. Can't the have thing for, is, we uh, didn't. We didn't complain about it for half the season. That's yeah. true. I mean, it was just like complained about for like maybe two episodes, where it was like, "How much graveyard removal do you have? Not enough. Sick. You should put more in because Hogak is a thing." So. Well, the thing is, at least KCI was fun to watch go off. Uh, yeah, that's fair, I guess. I, I did enjoy watching it. Now there's the Urza yeah. deck, so you can watch the Urza deck go off. That deck is pretty that's sweet, actually. Fun. I like the deck a lot. Despite, I mean, if I, if I, I, too, I would really I like love to build it if I could afford Mox Opals. So. But I don't feel like buying Mox Opals. So, Austin, I know you like this color combination. Sure do. Jack, I'm not sure how you feel about it. How do y'all feel about Teamer? Does it involve an elbow drop? It doesn't. Then I'm kind of middling on it. No. I want to put my elbow through the table. <laughs> it does have a hunt master of the films. Oh, I'm in. in Let's it. do it. All right. Uh, you've you've brought me back to the table, but I'm not quite sure I'm on board yet. Convince me. <laughs> All right. Sit you're, about to, me. you're about to not be. Seduce me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of your teamer tramps. <laughs> so this I play junt. <laughs> <laughs> so so this deck is a teamer control deck or control in like a loose man's term control as in it's running four cryptic commands that's technically but a control card it it's technically a control deck but it's kind of a lot like a prison deck too um so uh for the spells we're running four cryptic commands uh we're running a force of negation in the main board um and that's pretty much it for the counterspell suite. Uh, hmm. And then kind of for the for the more prison-y styles, we have four Chalice of the Voids in the main board. Because uh, Chalice of the Void is a pretty good card, turns out. So Control, you need removal in Control, right? Well, how are yeah. you supposed to have a bunch Definitely. of removal if you have a Chalice on one? Well, it's easy. You see, they just printed this card called Magmatic Sinkhole. Which, no. for 5 in a red, it has oh, no. Delve. It's an instant, and it can deal 5 damage to our creature or Planeswalker. It's a pretty good card. Is it? Um, yes. yes. Actually, that, card, that card's not that bad. I like that card a lot. It's an instant, right? Like, yeah. That's what makes it playable. If, it was, a, if yeah. it was a sorcery, I would never consider this card. Yeah. And then we're also running an Electrolyze, 2 Anger of the Gods, and a Pyroclasm as our as our sort of removal suite we do have some draw effects we're not just shut out from the one drop slot because this deck isn't running any one drops now um you know like one does how yeah. many one drops were in the original list oh uh, well there were nine in the sideboard <laughs> <laughs> now there are zero but there were nine um so for draw cards we have three hieroglyphic illuminations which the card isn't awful it's pretty okay and then we're running four growth spirals to help 
uh draw through our deck and make sure um we're ramping up to these like sort of bigger cards like cryptic command and some of the other threats we have in the deck i i actually really like that they printed growth spiral my biggest problem is that every time I build a blue green deck, it just has like four of these in it. <laughs> like at the end it's of it, so it's like good. this card is just it's super good. It's so good because like explore is like just playable, like if anything, yeah. and in very niche decks. But the fact that it's instant speed is like, oh yep, get that in here. That card's really I good. Know. Like um, oh man, I love putting lands into play on my opponent's turn. Same. I know that card is very good. I have uh, I have multiple times. Growth spiraled a Bajookabog into play in response to a dredge. Oh my turn. god. god. Like... F, F, F. Yeah. Holy moly. <laughs> um, I have an effect on your draw step. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have a single search for Escanta to help us trim through our deck and uh, create card advantage, as it were. Um, you know, we are also running six walkers. Like you do. <laughs> as one does. Six walkers as like uh, kind of like threats or card advantage engines. We have two Ren and Six, which I know uh, Austin's very happy about. Oh yeah. Cards, not bad. It's pretty good. Cards, very good. Uh, we have two Narset Parter of Veils, which is a card that I really like. Our card's also um, very good. And two Jace the Mind Sculptor. <laughs> that card's right. not very good. The card is really good. No. You shut your mouth. Fine. It's like, okay. <laughs> so you know how we're running... As far as four mana walkers go. So you know how we're running six planeswalkers? Well, we're running even less creatures. Uh, in the main board, we have a single Skews, two Tireless Trackers, a Vendillion Click, and a Huntmaster of the Fells. No Hootie? Wait, 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 Aiden. No Those strike me as win conditions. Yeah. You shouldn't be running those. Well, you no, don't need those. No, they're all card you, You're running Jace the Mind Sculptor. You don't no, need win conditions. They're all card advantage. Because you see, all these cards are all of our um, all of our threats are also two for ones. Yeah, you, you. This is right now. This deck sounds like value dot. Bendillion click is not a two it for is. one. It, it is. It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> Your opponent gets a card. It's not card advantage. They don't no, always you can get a also card. click yourself to bottom a card you don't want. Yeah, That's you card can. Advantage. You can also use Vendillion click card to not selection. take anything. Yeah. Hey, so you know how we're running two Narsets? Yep. We're also running a Teferi's Puzzle Box in the main board. So Whoa. Teferi's Puzzle oh. Box <laughs> for oh, four mana I, is, an, is an artifact that says at the beginning of each player's draw step, that player puts the cards in his or her hand on the bottom of their library in any order, then draws that many cards. With Narset on the field, that basically just says every turn your opponent puts all cards in their hand to the bottom of the library. Uh, Or during their draw step, they do that. Woof. That's, yeah, it's pretty good. That's pretty mean. It's very strong. It effectively just wins you the game. Because, like, yeah. if they don't have a way to answer them before their first hand goes away, it's nigh impossible for them to do anything else. They have to draw yeah. the answer and have the to mana to be speed. cast. And it has to be instant speed. So, And if they don't have it, then it's over. So. Yeah. And then um, the deck might have too many lands we're on 25 right now but there's a reason for it i, I think 25 uh, is pretty good like how many man lands yeah. are you on um i'll get to it okay uh we have two breeding pools one hinterland harbor uh three misties four scalding tarns two spire bluff canals two steam vents one stomping ground one wooded foothills one mountain one forest three islands 
And we only have one Raging Ravine, but the reason we're on 25 lands is because we also have three Lonely Sandbars in the deck. Okay, I can see uh, that. All to right. sort of to sort of be like a value engine with Renin Six. Yeah, they're very good with Renin Six. As yeah. Because just drawing a card. An extra card every turn is is pretty good. Yeah, I agree. And the sideboard, I'd say, is like pretty stock. We have uh, an engineered explosives for sort of like uh, the go wide matchups and like things like humans, things where your your life total is being threatened. Uh, we have a, dam a damping sphere for Tron. <laughs> uh, two scuses as a graveyard eater. One shenanigans for artifact decks. Uh, one weather the storm for storm and phoenix. Uh, two blood moons for decks where you're, or matchups where you're going against where you're going up against either um, lands matter decks or uh, greedy mana bases. Uh, yeah. Two more force of negations uh, for you know any deck that's trying to disrupt your hand or do anything on their turn. Card's very good. Um, another Huntmaster of the Fells, if you need to gain life or just make more creatures. Two Ravenous Traps, Graveyard Matter decks. Uh, a single Thrag Tusk um, over the fourth or the third Huntmaster, because Thrag Tusk, while it, it, do, it does gain you a lot more life and it does like leave with a bigger body, um, it does cost another mana though, which can be relevant. Mm -hmm. And uh, another Magmatic Sinkhole. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. that's, that's the deck. I, I actually really like I this. I like it. One, You've convinced me. One thing that I am very excited about, um, for those that you know play with me in person, will know that I'm going to be... I'm like very, very close to rebuilding Teamer Midrange, which is a deck that I've brought to a couple of bigger events and I've done really well with. Um, the printing of Renin 6 is what made me do this because Teamer had like one it has like two really big problems and one is that it doesn't have good removal like its best removal is like Bolt or like sometimes you get deep like you go like Roast or Harvest Pyre right Ooh, um, yeah. Magmatic Sinkhole is a, is a very good and nice inclusion I might even try it myself um, but I think Renin 6 has short of the other problem with Teamer which is your two-drop slot is kind of lacking. Um, most teamer decks are blue-red, splash-green, so things like Scavenging Goose aren't necessarily super powerful. They're very hard to, like, keep sustaining. As well as, like, Tarmogoyf, you don't really have, like, the hand attack that, you know, Jund and stuff does. So you don't have ways to, like, reliably get all the card types in your graveyard like Jund can. And so you're just kind of stuck, like, making a Tarmogoyf mostly just, like, a 3-4 by itself. Yeah. And that just isn't good enough. So, like, Red and Six has given Teamer a two-drop that I think is really powerful and is very good. Like, obviously, I'm I'm very high on Red and Six for a lot of reasons, but one of the main ones is that it fits into a lot of these archetypes just kind of really nicely at two drops. So Yeah. Yeah. And I also just really enjoy the Teamer color combination. I'm great. really I'm a really yeah. big fan of any card that gives you choices like Cryptic Command, K Command, uh, Collective Brutality. Well, those are a lot Grixis of the combinations. Uh, well, yeah, but I but I like Cryptic <laughs> Command. 
That's what I meant. That's yeah, what I was trying fair. to get out of that. Cryptic Command's a good card. That's why I loved Grixis Midrange. It was like K Command and Cryptic Command and then Snapcasters and everything that says like That seems modes. like a little bit of a greedy mana oh. base. <laughs> nah, it's great. <laughs> it's you just you just have like so much value pouring out of every card that you cast. It's fun. So, so right. you guys were talking about greedy mana bases. So uh, this is that, but like not the way you think. Uh, oh my god! No, no, no. To to clarify, um, because listeners are going to know from the beginning of this episode, I'm absolutely keeping in what you oh, said yeah. right before we started. Oh yeah. So they're going to know great. exactly what you mean by greedy mana bases here in a second. Yeah. So um, the deck I'm presenting is medium white. And since you listened to the beginning of the episode, you know that this deck runs 18 planes. <laughs> yep. Which is, uh, it's, a, it's a hell of a thing. No, no, no. Here, real quick, Aiden, how do you feel about yeah. 18 planes? Well, you see, it's pretty good in a deck that, like, tops out at, like, maybe, like, three, maybe four three drops. Hey. Like, it, it can be okay. How many, hey, how many four drops hey, are you on, Jack? Oh, oh, don't worry about it. I'm on four four drops. How many three drops? Oh, far too many. <laughs> <sighs> Basically, the Jack way, is not a smart my, man, is what we're getting at. <laughs> my reasoning is that the London Mulligan allows me to drop down mana bases and up my That's value per card. That's not how the London Ma Mulligan works. No, no, no. Mathematically, that is correct. If you're looking... If your deck only wants two to three lands, the London Mulligan helps you very drastically because you don't actually need any more lands, so you can go down to lower and lower land counts, and the London Mulligan can help you like stay where you need to. So things like Grixis Death Shadow and Storm that can function off of only two to three lands can do very, very well in a format that is run and used using the London Mulligan. A mid-range deck like this does not do that. It is not mathematically correct to just drop your land count. I, I disagree. Well, okay. that's why I'm running 18 planes. Math disagrees with you. You know what? Math can bite me. <laughs> <laughs> I believe blockers. in the heart of the cards. <laughs> math okay, is for how blockers, does the, right? what's the rest of your deck? Math is like? for blockers, and that's something I'm never doing. Choose, oh. choose. Let me, let me hear your one drops, then your two drops, then your three drops, and then we'll talk about how bad your four drops are. All right, one <laughs> drops. We're running four Dryad Militant. Pretty good. Four okay. Giver of Runes. Mm -hmm. Also pretty good. And two Kithian Hero of Akros. Okay. A one-mana Planeswalker that's pretty strong. Yeah, one-mana Planeswalker that is also basically... Uh, just it just beats your opponent to death. Also, it's Dryad, a... Dryad Militant's one of my favorite one drops of all time. Dude, Dryad, Dryad Militant's a lot of fun. Okay, yeah. Kithian is just uh, a bad Legion's Landing. Change my mind. No, this that one attacks. Is not correct. <laughs> Legion's Landing attacks. No, it doesn't. Mm, that it is. Does. No, no. The token it makes it a one one that attacks. attacks. However, that token is a one one, not a two two one. So, Savannah Lion's strictly better than a soldier token. That's right, not so, true. They trade. So two drops. <laughs> two drops. We're running four Andanto Vanguard, four Selfless Spirit, and three Thalia Guardian of Thraven. Yeah, unplayable. Because not four just, Thalias. They just. They just. <laughs> I mean, I don't like running four of legendaries. It just feels bad. You're wrong. I mean, you are entitled to your own opinion. Even I'm if just it's telling wrong. you, Thalia is 
really good. Oh, I missed in my one drops. I'm also running for path because path is good. Sure. Yeah. All right. In the three drop slot, oh, we are we're already running... on the, the three drop slot. We're on to the three drops. We're running three Brimaz, four Kitchen Finks, and huh. three Thalia Heretic Cathar. You're running ten three drops? Ten, ten three drops. <laughs> Excuse me? That's a sixth of your deck. You heard me. Ten. Okay. I Actually, no, I lied. Problem. I lied. We're not running ten. We're running thirteen. What did you forget? Oh, I forgot the chads. Oh, there's planeswalkers that are also three drops. Okay. Oh sure. yeah. You're running almost yeah. as many three drops as lands. Yup. And we're running. And uh, as far as chads go, we're running um, one Gideon Blackblade, two Gideon of the Trials, and one Gideon Ally of Zendikar. Okay, that's a, that's a lot of chads. But that's a four drop. Speaking of four drops, <laughs> we're running the one Chad at four, and then we're running three Hero of Bladehold. Yeah, makes sense. And then in addition to 18 planes, that makes 60 cards. Oh, that's perfect. Exactly. Uh, and it's the perfect deck. Like? I don't have one because this deck is perfect and no one will convince me otherwise. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, Flash, flash Fires. <laughs> What's your matchup against <laughs> Flashfire.deck? No, you just lose. <laughs> I just I I'm okay with sand, losing that matchup. You have to I'm, not, I'm, good, I'm not gonna lie, I would just stand up and clap. That's true. Because <laughs> my opponent decided to bring the flash fire deck to a tournament. <laughs> All lands are planes. Flash fires. <laughs> Got them. <laughs> That's really funny. This deck is very straightforward. Probably doesn't run enough lands, but eh. eh. I like that. That attitude is good. Can we please move on? <laughs> You know oh, what? He doesn't want to talk about this deck anymore. You don't want to wait. You don't want to talk about the fact that I'm running a four of kitchen finks. You don't like that. Okay, so we're gonna move you don't, on. You don't. To you don't. Mine. You don't no, like no, no. my four no, no, no. four drops. No, no, no. We're moving on. Okay. <laughs> Do you guys remember episode twelve? No. Of no. the podcast? No, you don't. It, as far as I'm concerned, this ep this podcast started at episode twenty three. That as far as I'm concerned, this is episode twelve. So episode twelve was the team battle. Oh, no. So, okay. in the team battle, it was Aiden and I who presented a deck that fought against Jack and Jack, who presented Esper uh, Exile, Exile, I guess? Yeah, Esper Exile, and it's a real deck. So, I've got a different variation on a deck presented in that episode. Is it our deck or your deck? So, I updated a little bit, kind of, of Mono White Enchantments. So, I'm bringing... The high school bullies, slightly, slightly more emo kid brother. Oh, it's black white enchantment. It, it's black white enchantment prison. <laughs> so it's like it's like the, his like eighth grade kid brother. Yeah, who's just exactly. Getting into his emo face. Yeah, and he's he's <laughs> still he's, he's like still a bully. He's just but he he's gets, just discovered Lincoln Park. He gets bullied by his older brother. <laughs> just a little. Yeah, bit. he's like Duh. he gets bullied at home. He's got a bad home life, and he lashes out at school. Exactly. So anyway, the the let's go over the basic rundown of the reason why I'm jumping into this color combination versus others. Um. Aiden, you've played a lot of mono white enchantments. I've also played a lot yes. of it, and if Jack was here, he would I also have, be able I to. I have, and the only one on this podcast who has literally never, never yeah. piloted this deck. So mono it's white enchantments has a couple of 
like flaws. And and that's just to say that every bully <coughs> has every bully has flaws, right? It's just natural. Um every bully of, has a weakness. They tend to be the biggest, <laughs> One of the biggest issues of mono white enchantments is that you are constantly playing a reactive game. All of your pieces are either very proactive in the sense that like Gideon's intervention kind of things where you're like don't cast that one card um or like you know what your opponent's on right but it's a lot of a lot of your game is spent like o-ringing problematic permanence journeys to journey to nowhereing uh creatures that are big deals story circling all the creatures that are in play ruined haloing your opponent's not very good threat because you need to survive for a couple turns so this deck fixes that problem by being a bit more pro proactive versus being more reactive. But that's gross. Um, it, it also fixes a problem that, Aiden, I know you and I have talked about this ad nauseum, basically, which is uh, the fact that the deck has a lot of things that it just... Like, it just doesn't do anything until, like, turn two or three at least. Like, it's, its first couple turns are so boring because you're just like, play a land, do nothing... Play a land, do nothing. Like, but you can you, play a tapped land. I mean, yeah, but like, you get to a point where you're just like at three mana, and then you're like, all right, now I can start casting my stuff. And your opponent's tempo deck is like miles ahead of you, and it just sucks. Um, so this deck tries to fix that, and by doing so, we add uh, a lot of mainboard um, hand attack. So you have four Inquisition of Kozilek, two Thoughtseize, uh, as well as three Collective Brutalities. Um, collectives being very versatile, going after creatures, you know, hitting your opponent's hand, all that stuff. It gives you a much better um, uh, game against things like blue-white control, which is a deck that mono-white has struggled against quite a bit in the past. Um, you also play uh, four Path to Exile in the main board as just sort of like your all-around removal, because... Uh, it's better to play Path to Exile than Journey to Nowhere, I think, just because it's cheaper, so you're not trading down on mana sometimes. You're mostly just either trading evenly or you're able to trade very, very up, which is nice. Um, you also get access to all the main things that uh, Mono White Enchantments did. So you have the Leyland of Sanctities in the main board, as well as the Phyrexian on Life, the Ruined Halos, the Solemnities, the Rest in Peace. Uh, all these cards that we've talked about in the previous episode where we, do, we talked about Mono White Enchantments. Um, and, and obviously the key pieces here, like the Phyrexian on Life Solemnity combo is really strong. Um, Ruined Halo and Leyland of Sanctity helping protect against a lot of things. Uh, you also... But this also lets you access a couple of extra things. The extra color lets you access black enchantments. Um, you're only playing one, and by one I mean two copies of the same one. You're playing two Phyrexian Arena um, because you just kind of need more card draw in Mono White. Uh, one of the biggest issues is that you were just kind of sitting there drawing, like playing top deck a lot of the time, and unless you had gotten the Endless Horizons to draw like all your, like take all your lands out of your deck, your draws were not super great. Um, this kind of fixes that obviously by letting you draw two cards a turn, which is nice. Um, outside of that, uh, you also play your main, your main threats here um, are three Mithrealized like there was in the last one. You play two Lingering Souls because you want that. 
Uh, you play one Kaya's Guile, which is a card that I'm very, very high on right now. Um, card's very good. Card's very good. So I'll, I'll talk about this one specifically because it's it's got a lot of text on it. It's one white, black. Choose two. It's an instant. Each opponent sacrifices a creature. This gets around Leyline, line, so screw you, Bogles. Uh, exile all cards from each opponent's graveyard. Also gets around Leyline line and kills Dredge. Makes me feel happy. Uh, create a 1-1 one, one white hey. and black spirit creature with flying. Spirit token creature with flying. Um, like half a Lingering Souls is kind of nice. Or you gain four life. You can also entwine it for three mana. So for six total mana, you can do all four modes, which is insane. Um, and this deck is not necessarily looking to get to six mana, but if in the off chance that it needs to, it can totally do all of those. And a lot of them are more incidental than anything. Um, so like making the token and gaining four life are probably your least used modes. They're kind of like the uh, draw a card or tap your opponent's creatures with uh, cryptic command uh where the other like usually there's like the off one that you're like i don't really care so i guess i'll draw a card with cryptic command um versus like the main ability and the main abilities on this being the sacrificing a creature or exiling your graveyard which is pretty powerful uh you still play your idyllic tutors you still play your wrath of god um and you still have one oblivion ring to deal with problematic permanence in case you need to the nice thing about this deck, uh, something that we need to update with Mono White as well, is that your land base it contains a Hall of Heliod's Generosity. This card yeah. we talked about in the Modern Horizons episode because this card's really good and it's very very strong in this deck. It helps fight. It helps you fight the blue white matchup, which is a big big problem that the deck had, uh, as well as fighting the Tron matchup a little bit, which is kind of nice. Um, the rest of your land base is very black white heavy. Uh, you do have two shambling vents to kind of help just have a man land in case you just want to do some attacking as well as having three silent clearings the new black white um horizon canopy land to help draw a little bit more if you need to um your last few cards in the main board are actually a card that i presented last week uh which you two were were not here for um to marin and jack where uh it was my fresh boost card and that card is jinxed idol now you may think Jinxed Idol, I've never even heard of this card. Or if I, or if you have, you'd be like, that's an artifact. Well, you'd be right. It's a two-mana artifact that says at the beginning of your upkeep, it deals two damage to you. And then you can sacrifice a creature to make an opponent gain control of it. Now, here's where this matters. This comes down on turn two. And it might hurt you off the bat, just like right away uh, for the first couple of turns. But if you have a way to give this to your opponent... You can then either ruined Halo, or if you have a ley line in play, they can't give it back to you. And if your control opponent is taking two every turn, or if you've played two of these, four every single turn, they just lose. They, like they are not going to be able to fight you fast enough to where your Jinx idols aren't killing them. This card is just very powerful for this deck, and this deck's like main build and it, this deck produces enough like tokens and creatures and stuff with its cards that it is reasonable to be able to throw this at your opponent and then be like well i can't be giving it back so you're just going to sit there and die to it um obviously the biggest issue is that if you don't have one of those things in play they can just give it back to you uh because or they also just have like an infinite sack outlet um, it's most notable that the sack outlet doesn't work if they don't have a target for their ability. So, and it says, since it says target opponent, not target player, they can't just use it as a sack outlet. 
so aristocrats needs to find their own um outside of that you know obviously it's just a it's sort of a slow burn card which is exactly what this this kid's trying to do uh if you've ever met this kid on the playground he's not very nice and he likes to you know do things that make you uncomfortable and he does it burn, for a very burn, long time burn ants yeah slowly. exactly it's it's like we described with a, the, with a magnifying we glass. described that the the mono white deck is like the bully that took you into the bathroom locked you in the bathroom stall and made you swirly yourself like it, it just like walked in created a situation you could not get out of and then made that situation awful right mm-hmm. um on to the sideboard real quick uh so like the mono white deck, we have a bunch of our sort of better tutor targets. You have two extra greater oromancies, uh, a second rest in peace, and two stony silences. These are just kind of your very all around powerful enchantments that stayed in the sideboard. Um, you don't have anything like Starfield of Nyx or what was the other one we played? Uh, Sigil of the Empty Throne. And the reason for that is that you you have better win cons in this deck since you have access to black. You can play things like Lingering Souls reliably, where you're just like making tokens. Obviously, you have the Jinxed Idols, um, stuff like that. So you you have other ways of fighting, uh, as well as having um, you have two Kaya Orzov Usurpers. Aiden, I know you like this card quite a bit. Uh, this is a powerful three mana Planeswalker, not an enchantment, most notably, um, but it's very very strong. It can come down in the mid-range games. It keeps your great your opponent's graveyard exiled. It sometimes exiles your opponent's chalice of the void on three. Stuff like that. Uh you have two fatal pushes and a D spark in the sideboard. Uh just sort of like targeted I removal. Love D spark. D so spark is sweet. I don't know why more people aren't playing this card. Uh it's white black for an instant. Exile target permanent with converted mana cost four or greater. I'm playing I'm playing one in the sideboard of Orzov. What is this? This now. card's stupid. It yeah. exiles so many things. It gets rid of Big Teferi, which is sort of the bigger deal in uh-huh. this uh, in this deck. And Jace. But it also, yeah, it also gets rid of Jace. It gets rid of, um, you know, you presented Huntmaster of the Fells. It gets rid of Hero of Bladehold, but, like, honestly, that deck's easy to beat, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know what? It'll take two Wrath of Gods, not one. That's true. Uh, speaking of Wrath of God, we uh, have a Damnation in the sideboard. <laughs> um, just to diversify your Wrath effects, like I said, you have Wrath of God in the main board, so Damnation kind of helping fight against meddling mages. Um, you play uh, two extra Kyle's Guiles in the sideboard, as well as uh, your last two cards being a Bitter Blossom, another way of generating creatures, as well as a Wind Con, and a Curse of Exhaustion. Uh, which is a two white white curse so you enchant your opponent presumably uh enchanted player can't cast more than one spell each turn um it stops storm uh which is very very powerful because if you don't have the uh the the biggest problem against storm is that you have these super awesome hate pieces like um Leyland of Sanctity and Rune Halo, and you can name their threats like the their payoffs that's going to kill you but when they go off they can just tutor up the enchantment removal and get rid of it so uh things with cursed of exhaustion makes it much harder for them to fight through that because they're they're forced to only play one spell a turn which means that they have to like spend a turn tutoring for their card and then spend another turn getting rid of your card and then in doing so 
they can then go off from there, but also lets you like sort of combat what they're doing because you can play around it. Maybe they spend their turn gifts ungivening or whatever to get their uh their removal spell, and then you're just like, all right, cool, thought sees it, take it out of your hand. Now you have to fight it some other way, that kind of thing. Um, and I really like Curse of Exhaustion. It doesn't. I didn't really want something like uh, what's the creature version? Eidolon um, of Rhetoric. Because it still dies to enchantment removal, but it also just turns on more of your opponent's creature removal, which is something this deck doesn't want to do. Like, that's very iconic of both this version and the mono-white version, is that you're trying to blank as much of your opponent's removal as possible. So Side, side, side out that removal opponent. <laughs> I remember when I ran a Sun Titan in the sideboard of that deck for a while. <laughs> Dude, Sun Titan's really good in this deck, actually. I think it's really strong. It was but. funny because your opponent would side out the removal and then you side in a Sun Titan and then they don't do anything about it. And then they die <laughs> to yeah. a 6-6. Six, six. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's Black-White um, Enchantment Prison. It's uh, obviously a different take. I don't think it's... I Personally, I believe that the Mono-White deck, the Mono-White Enchantment Prison is always... First off, it's always a Mono-White deck regardless of the color that you're splashing. Um Alex Stacy taught me that it can still be a mono white deck while also having black cards in it. Uh, but that deck I is literally built five color mono red on this show. Yeah, you're right. So this, this deck is obviously still like has remnants of mono white prison in it. Uh, and it's one of the like many different takes you could take on it because obviously you could do the green route or the blue route. Um, I've actually looked at doing like a red route, but it just like, doesn't work yeah, like blood the, moon that's have, about it you have blood moon which is like one of the best i guess you have like lightning bolt but like it still isn't very good um but yeah that's uh this is the Hot white tanks black. austin says lightning bolt is not very good not in mono white prison it's just not it's just not <laughs> I very mean, good. fair ban lightning bolt yeah the the curse of exhaustion is also uh real quick to stay on this card for a little bit was also a shout out to the sort of original build when i was like constructing this um was very curse heavy it played like curse of misfortunes to go grab like overwhelming splendor or like curse of exhaustion and curse of death's hold stuff like that just to like i'm making a bunch of enchantments but giving them to my opponent for free and stuff like that but it it proved to be very very unwieldy because a five mana enchantment that does nothing when it comes into play is really bad so wait what yeah no right hold on yeah, Who I've been. Who uh, are you? I've been very excited Wait to present this deck because it's pretty <laughs> Who sweet. Who are you? All right, I guess we'll move on now. Is that is that uh, time of the podcast? Can we get werebear in modern? Yes, please. More bears, always. Guys, more can bears. we get Yogswill in modern? Also, can we yes. get days in modern. I actually don't want days in modern. Well, welcome back, everyone. We're going to do our quick little thing here in the middle, and then we'll head on over to our second segment, and we can then send you on your way. So, a uh, quick reminder to... Yeah, because uh, you don't want to be here. We both know that. Yeah, Nobody true. wants to be here. Um, so just to, I don't want to be quick, here. You don't want to be here. Let's all go home. Just a quick <laughs> reminder to uh, please like, comment, share, subscribe, all of that stuff on YouTube, as well as uh, our secondary platforms. We're over on CastBox and Spotify, so if you want to go check us out, you can do that. Um, links are below our YouTube videos, or you can just search The Idiot Brewery 
on either of those platforms and they'll come right up. Uh, so if we'd really appreciate it if you subscribed on all of them. If you uh, commented on our videos, tell us, hey, you know, I want you to do this card for Fresh Brews or whatever. Um, and, and then we'll, uh, you know, consider it, I guess. Uh, the other thing, too, is... We'll give uh, you a distinct maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The, uh, the other thing, too, is that uh, on our YouTube channel is where we keep all of our secondary series. So we have quite a few of them now. Um, we've got a uh, one deck tech up currently, a decaf deck tech. It's, uh, we're sort of individually doing videos, deck teching different decks that we haven't presented on the podcast or maybe a secondary take on a different deck that someone else did. Um, for example, the one that we have up now. Uh, Jack next door lolly not the Jack that's with us today uh, I have no video editing skills that's fair um, presented a uh, Bant flash slash Bant tempo deck that he made that's sort of a variation on the Bant midrange slash Bant tempo deck that I presented on the podcast um, and so that'll that's kind of where that's going to be it's not really a scheduled thing it's just kind of whenever people get them done uh, and they're edited and everything and then they're just thrown up um Outside of that, we also have Cafe Live, which uh, our second episode finally came out, which is basically whenever we go to a bigger event, we interview people that have like sort of interesting brews and we talk to them for a little bit on camera or in one of the uh, extreme cases that our camera battery stops working, then we just have the, uh, the transcripts or whatever. But uh, we just kind of interview those people, talk about their decks and kind of give a shout out to the places and then that's it oh, uh and right. then and then our and then our last one is uh barista banter which is kind of our main secondary uh series which is just kind of us sitting down we choose a topic to talk about and then we talk about it for 20 or 30 minutes or so um they're not also not really scheduled none of the secondary series are mostly scheduled they're just sort of whenever they get done whenever we decide to do them that kind of thing um, exactly uh, but yeah, that's all of our secondary series. I plugged all of our secondary platforms. I guess the last thing to talk about would be our tapped out account. So if you want to go check out any of the deck lists that we presented today or any of the other days that we've you know done these podcasts or anything, uh, all of those are over on our tapped out account. They're all um, just a tappedout.net slash users slash the idiot brewery. You can find us that way. It's also linked below our YouTube as well as our Spotify and CastBox. Um, all of them should be grouped by folders. Um, so you can just go in there and search. Oh, I want to look up Ashes of an Empire's decks. Click, and then it brings up all of them. So, there are uh, a lot yeah. of stupid ones. There are. There's a lot of dumb ones on there. But uh, yeah. And then uh, there's uh, not really a quick announcement, I guess. But um, I would look forward to a quote unquote announcement of something that we're going to be doing here pretty soon. So just keep your eyes peeled for that. And yeah. Uh, We'll let you know exactly when that comes up, but it'll be pretty big and exciting. So anyway, um, that's all I've got for this. So we're going to go ahead and move on to Fresh Brews. So we'll see you guys in a second. Yeah, we should get back to this podcast that we're hey, recording. Hey, everyone. Hey, there wasn't a 20-minute talk break there. No. You're Who right. You? It wasn't 20 minutes. We're, it was like 10. <laughs> you were trying we're to cross the border, weren't you? <laughs> got caught in that ambush. Same Just as like the rest beef of us. Over there. Anyway, uh, welcome to Fresh Brews, our second segment of the podcast. So uh, I think everyone knows how this goes, so let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Who would like to go I, first? I, I got one. You got one? Okay, sure. Hey, no, you don't. One. Build me a deck around Zur's Weirding. Oh, man. This card's so dumb. Why are we doing this? 
Because we, that's what this podcast is about. Haven't we done this before? No, we've never done Zer's so. weirding. What just happened? I can't spell weirding, apparently. Okay, so if you gain infinite life, your opponent never draws a card again. <laughs> that's true. Step one, gain infinite <laughs> so life. So Zer's weirding is a three and a blue enchantment. Players play with their hands revealed. That's including yourself, which sucks. If a player would draw a card, he or she reveals it, and then any other player may pay two life. If that player does, put that card into its owner's graveyard. Otherwise, that player draws a card. So, whenever a card is drawn, essentially, it, whoever, like anyone else, or actually anyone, because you can also do it. Um, no, any other Oh, no, it's player. any other player. You're right. Uh, it, any of you, So, basically, in this case, your opponent may choose to pay two life to put that card into your graveyard instead of actually drawing it what that means yeah. is that if they have enough life to pay you just never draw a card like yeah every time you draw the card it's just like thrown into the bin which like sucks right um i guess the way Honestly, you could the way you could break this is you play um what's the name of that card blood chief ascension yeah. So, Blood Chief Ascension is a one black enchantment that states that it has to get quest counters from your opponent losing so much life. But what it says after that is whenever a card is put into your opponent's graveyard from anywhere, they lose two life and you gain two life. So, Ooh, you just gain like that, that life and you just spend it You spend it on their next draw. So, every time they draw a card, they you take two life, that card goes to their graveyard, you then gain two life and they lose two life. So, they never get to draw another card and they just die. I was I was honestly thinking about like you could slot it into the taking turns deck just as like a format of time walk. Kind I mean of. it is kind of cuz like yeah, you kind of just prevent your opponent's turn. The the one problem is that like if they already have cards in hand, they're still doing yeah. stuff. But like if you're in But you know what those like, cards straight, are can kind of play that's fair. it. But like if you're just in straight like top deck mode, then like it's just it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This card's kind of interesting. I think... But this also locks you out. Like, if your opponent has the two life to pay, yeah. But I think if you so have... what we're saying is the best way to survive Zer's weirding, kill your opponent. Put well, your opponent to two life. I think if you play a Blood Chief Ascension, that's the best way to do it. Because then you, you aren't ever losing life whenever you stop their draws. Yeah. But they are still paying two life, and every time they draw a card, they're also losing two life from the Blood Chief Ascension. And then you just yeah. play like, you know, hand attack and blue black attackers and stuff. I don't know. Sweet. That's kind of what I would do. All right, Aiden, you got one for us. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, I don't like that laugh. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't like that. I don't laugh. like that laugh. Build me a deck around natural affinity. Uh-oh. It does not go into affinity. So it's two and a green instant. Until end of turn, all lands become two two creatures that are still lands. I've got it. Four color gifts. I'll what? tell you why. So you're playing four color gifts. You gifts ungiven for two cards. Okay. On Rites and Elishnorn. And then you cast Natural Affinity. And all of your lands become four fours. And all of your <laughs> opponent's a, creatures three. and lands die <laughs> it's a three mana wrath of god that also leaves you with four fours is it okay. no 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 may it's north it's more than wrath of god alternative suggestion because it no. armageddon's your opponent i meant armageddon not wrath of god yeah 
Three mana Armageddon. May I offer an alternative Armageddoning suggestion? What's that? What? Pyroclasm. But then your lands die. <laughs> and? I'm just saying. It's a, it, no, but you can't play Pyroclasm at instant speed, so therefore Guys, it is what's bad. The, what's the one commander card whenever a land's put into your graveyard? You get what? a 5-3. Oh, um, oh, Titania Protector of Argoth? Can we get Titania in modern? modern? I, yes, No, please. it's not. Oh, it's not. Wait, I, that hold I have been asking that. for this card for in modern for so long. You have no idea. Hey. Oh my gosh. Do you guys want to draw all the cards? Kinda. If you cast Natural Affinity with a Gitrog monster on the field and a Pyroclasm, Holy you draw so God. many cards. <laughs> Alright, so we're uh, on uh, we're on Jund Gitfrog. I like it. That's cool. Okay. Man, anything you can Jund, do with lands Jund just makes frog. me happy. I would like to Armageddon you, but I would also like to draw like eight cards. Is that okay? All open so cards. I like so okay, so the name of this deck is just um open bracket F space R space O space G space <laughs> close bracket. <laughs> you can also you can also um with nine mana, right? You float nine mana, you natural affinity, pyroclasm, blow up all okay. the lands in play, right? And then you cast Splendid Reclamation. Oh my god. Just so that you return all of your lands from your graveyard to play tapped. That's yeah. only this a nine is... mana one-sided Armageddon. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually cheaper no, than hard casting Elishnorn and Natural Affinity. You know, it technically costs zero because all your lands are untapped when they come back, right? No, they no, come they tapped. Come back tapped. Yeah. Just have an Amulet figure. Yeah, there you go. This is starting to sound more like an Aiden deck now. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> All right. Oh, there's a weakness okay. in the combo. Just <laughs> is add more cards guys, to the combo. Do you guys want to? Do you guys want the last card? Why isn't Amulet yeah. Titan Hit playing me. this? Hit me. Amulet okay. Titan should not play this. Okay. Um, build me a deck around Malfagor. No. Oh, I know this. He's a big boy. Malfagor, two black, black, red, red for legendary creature Demon Dragon. So Bane Slayer Angel double blocks it. <laughs> Uh, flying. When it enters the battlefield, discard your hand. Each opponent sacks a creature for each card discarded this way. Uh, Rakdos Hellbent. Yeah, I was about to say, doesn't this The one you presented on the podcast. Deck? I don't think that this goes in Rakdos, Rakdos Hellbent. <laughs> no, That's wait. That's literally the only place it can go. That's it, goes, it goes in the one with nothing deck. As one, th <laughs> well, that's one with nothing five through eight. <laughs> it goes in black red madness. You know, one with nothing gets real. It starts out real high, and then the quality just drops into the gutter. <laughs> Go from one mana, now you got a six mana one with nothing, and you just but, feel bad. But your one with nothing also comes with a six six with flying and kills your Boggles opponent. Oh my god! Well, if you're playing one with nothing, you're not trying to kill your opponent. Yeah, you are. No, you're not. Don't lie to yourself. <laughs> Okay, so this card goes nowhere because it is overcosted and does nothing. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm glad we came to that conclusion. <laughs> okay, I guess that's been the podcast for this evening. I uh, just want to remind everyone to don't push a bird off a cliff, don't smack your grandmother, and we'll see you all next Saturday at noon. Have a good one, everybody.
professionals. Don't worry about it.